0: Well, good morning. Welcome to Lifestone Church. We're glad you're here with us this morning. Hey, if you're new uh, and you didn't get a chance to go by the new here booth in the lobby, please go by there. We've got a gift for you. We just want to let you know a little bit about us. And I uh, uh, want to say thank you for, for coming and being a part of, of uh, this morning. Well, what do we got going on? Other stuff I want to announce. Um, We've got a crew of Texas students here. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, and uh, we are so thankful for them. Uh, I, many of you may not realize, uh, it's, they're on a mission trip, and they came to our mission field of Utah, our kind of unique mission field here, um, just to share Jesus, to, to help serve us, that we, we really appreciate, serve other ministries, and get to know kind of what god's doing here and and what what the culture is like here and man they sacrifice a lot and their parents sacrifice a lot to get them out here they fly out here and uh, and so we really appreciate what they've done here just the encouragement that they've given us um and then you guys have been amazing in hosting them and preparing and planning for them so thank you guys so much especially Lindsay and tyson but especially Lindsay. Lindsay has done a lot of work. Is that okay, Tessin? You're like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, Lindsay's done a lot of work to prepare for them and, um, you know, recruiting. And many of you guys, we got the Wises over here who hosted the Stinky Boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some love right there. Um, Kish uh, has helped out. She's going to help lead this afternoon, take them up to the mountains and do some hiking and stuff like that. And, and she's also helped host uh, with my mother-in-law over at, over at her house. And thank you for doing that. And our other host, Jake and Megan, they were in the early service. Um, and then many of you guys have, have shared meals and, and uh, stuff like that. So thank you so much. And thank you for praying that for them while they, they've been here. So that's, that's been great. Um, the other thing I want to mention before I pray and we're going to jump into Romans is many of you are in a life group this summer. I love summer life groups. We have fun and kind of laid back, and um, we're going through the book of Titus, and many of you guys didn't do last week because of the 4th of July. And so if you need three, session three, over in this little uh, folder on the wall, you you can get the handouts for session three, okay? Because everyone else, you've got session four in your in your program. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing us to worship you and gather together. We need this. We need to be around your people, hearing your words, celebrating who you are. God, I pray that we would encourage one another here today. And God, that we would hear your truth and and do something about it, actually follow it. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So yes, going through the book of Romans, I love this section. It starts out the first three chapters saying, dun-dun-dun, bad news, bad news, bad news. That we, in our sin, in our brokenness, in our rebellion, in our selfishness, are separated from a holy, awesome God. And there is, there is exactly diddly-squat. This, uh, this is the technical theological terms. Diddly-squat we can do to make ourselves right with this holy, awesome God. And that's how Paul starts it out for three chapters. I don't care if you're super moral, you cannot approach this awesome holy God. I don't care if you're super religious, that may even get you in worse condition because then you get puffed up with pride and you don't even recognize that you're not righteous and holy in front of this holy and righteous pure God. I don't care if you're, you know, born into a group That God has shown favor to and used. Paul deals with that a lot. That we all, every single one of us, comes very short of this holy, perfect God. And it's not that we just need a little bit to make up the difference. Nothing we do or can contribute makes us even partially right with this holy God. Everything that we even attempt is tainted by our own sinfulness. And then it goes on, chapters 4 through 11, going, but there's this incredibly good news. The best news, not just good news, the best news you've ever heard is that God himself came down and did what we couldn't do for ourselves. That he loved us so much that he came down in human flesh and paid the price that we deserve. And he extends this free gift of being made right with him As as an option that we have a choice that we can make to surrender our lives and to proclaim Jesus is who he says he is. He's the son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the savior. And put our trust and dependency on what he has done to make us right with God. and, And that's the way that we receive this free gift. It's not through earning it. It's not through um, any other means other than just putting our faith, our trust in Jesus and what he's accomplished. So 4 through 11, that's what he's hitting. And then I get really excited about 12, what we jumped into last week, because then Paul says, now so what? What does this mean for our lives? How do we live differently now? And what does God want to do in our lives now that we have been, what are all the incredible things that we've, we've been given as we've walked through these last few weeks? Adopted into God's family. Full-on sonship and daughtership is given to us as a gift. Um, our sins are forgiven and wiped away. And not just that, a clean slate. No, no, no. We're, give, we're credited the righteousness, the worthiness of Jesus Complete and perfect righteousness and holiness is credited to us by simply having faith and trusting in him, and then we 're given the Holy Spirit God himself, living in us and and he will work and move and and motivate and empower us to do what God wants us to do and and, and we, we there 's a process that we allow him and we surrender to him doing that in our lives and then there's another thing, and that's what we're going to focus on this, this uh, Sunday. We're given a gift, a beautiful, wonderful spiritual gift or gifts. And, and, and God has given us other talents and abilities and, and, and resources, and we, are, we have the privilege of using those to advance his kingdom and to serve other people. And that's what Paul hits on uh, in this passage as we look at Romans Chapter 12, 3 through 8. Now, if you were with us last week, Paul starts out um, talking about this, okay, how do we live for God now and how do we discover what his will is? And Paul says, hey, here's how we respond to everything God's done to us. We worship him with our lives. And, And to discover what he really wants in our life, we stop doing something and we start doing something else. We stop following the world. We stop thinking like taking on the values and the priorities of the world and we take on, we change and we renew the way we think to what God's priorities are, what his desires are. And then when we do that and we continually, the the, the kind of terms that are used there is this is something that you can't constantly have to realign your thinking to God's thinking Because we have this natural tendency to drift into what the world thinks. Um, As you continually do that, then you will discover what God's purpose is and his will for your life. And you can test it because you know you have that. You've been retrained to think how God wants you to think. And then today he says, okay, and then God wants to use you in a powerful way. And he's going to give you these gifts. So uh, Romans 12, 3 He's, he begins it with this. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. So it's kind of weird how he, he starts out this little passage. It's, he says, but before I start talking about gifts, like there's a warning that you have to have because there's some danger that we can fall into when it comes to this these giftings and these different areas that God calls us to serve him. Don't think... You are better than you really are. I think that's funny. Yeah. Like someone's going to memorize that and like use that with their siblings. Um, I'm just quoting scripture. Um, Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And so understanding how and why we were made. Number one, this giftedness that we're going to walk through always starts with humility. And that's, that's where Paul filled, uh, was led by the Holy Spirit to say, okay, talking about this area where God's given you these incredible gifts, you have to root it and the foundation of it has to be humility because there's some danger in, in, uh, in putting our trust, putting our confidence in the gifts God's given us and relying on those and getting kind of prideful and getting a big head with those Instead of relying on God and realizing that he 's the one who who gives us those things, um, but it 's not in contrast because sometimes we go to one extreme or the other and and I think we 're guilty of this like like in the church realm and other Christians, I see this, and I hear this a lot. Someone might encourage someone with a, a compliment about the gifted uh, teaching that they have, the gifted musicians. Uh, the skills that they share here at Lifestone. We're so blessed with so many gifted musicians. And uh, thank you, Phil, for leading this team. That's just awesome. And, um, you know, sometimes we hear some compliment of encouragement and we say, oh, no, I'm nothing. I'm just, you know, I'm just this worm and, and it's just God. And, and sometimes we're so extreme, we kind of diss God's creation, like me. And, 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 and so and the other um, extreme would be this kind of uh, lack of humility that Paul's warning us against. So Ephesians 2:10 says this, "For we're God's masterpiece. He has create us an- created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. And this is such a powerful uh, part of this there's so many things in that it the verses before it we talk a lot a lot about because it's the verses that say hey there's nothing no good works uh, make us right with God it's it's Jesus alone so that we don't boast it's dealing with humility but then it says but but long ago God made us for good works it's just not what saves us and makes us right with him but don't forget that we're God's masterpiece check out creation Man, these Texas kids are about to see more of God's beautiful creation around Utah's. Kish takes them up to the mountains. And and man, it is just incredible just seeing the world that God has created. And part of what we'll we'll talk about here is, is that it's so diverse too. God, the creator, is very creative, right? I mean, the mountains are amazing and beautiful, and then he makes islands and beaches and rainforests and and deserts and uh, plains and, uh, you know, cold areas and warm areas and and the vegetation and the the animal and plant life. I mean, just the, the variety and the creativity is incredible. And it reflects that God is this very creative God and that he doesn't just wire us to be all the same. The same thing, as we look at this giftedness, every time we see gifts, it's pointed out the diversity and the different roles and how we should approach that um, with emotionally, kind of. And so, But we're God's, okay, it's not we're nothing and someone compliments us and we're just the scum of the earth. No, you're God's creation. You're his, actually, his greatest creation. Now, we're his creation. Don't make us more than that. And don't make God less than the creator God that he is that spoke us into existence. That's how, you know, above he is uh, to us. But we are his master priests. 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them Uh, well, to serve one another. So when we realize that these gifts that that aren't because we're awesome, but they're a gift from God, and he's a a God of variety, he's a very creative God, and then then we realize the reason we were given them is to serve other people, it puts us in the right perspective. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 5 says, There's different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but the but we serve the same Lord. Again, you see the emphasis there, the creativity, that it's different, and it all comes from God. So we so we don't go, oh, look at that person whose gifting may put him in a spotlight or put her in a spotlight more. That they must be, you know, more gifted, or God loves them more. We don't do that, and that's why time and time again we get these warnings. Psalms 139, 14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. What a beautiful passage saying God's greatest creation is us, and that's why as believers we value human life so much. All human life, pre-born human life, all human life we value so much because it's God's greatest creation. Um, Now, we have lived in an age uh, and a a time in the last decade or so where the U.S. has put forth a ton of effort into promoting self-esteem, among, like, our students in the education system, and we see it even in, in sports programs. So much so that they've gone to these lengths of saying, hey, we got to get rid of Fs, because that makes people feel bad, right? And so they have, like, a needs improvement, an N-I instead of a F. And And, you know, everybody wins at the sports tournaments. You know, everyone gets a... We, I, I saw one kid he had uh, everyone in the whole tournament got a number i am number one trophy, which made nobody number one you know it 's so sad, and what that 's resulted in, and you guys have heard a lot of people probably go off on that but but what it 's resulted in is what they 've discovered is that they that the students especially that have been exposed to that um, it hasn 't necessarily resulted in the kind of self-esteem that they hoped. It's resulted in more narcissism, and it's resulted in more um, uh, entitlement, and those kind of things, and so those aren't great things, but even when it comes to self-esteem, what it's resulted in is them understanding not being able to, to pinpoint the foundation of why they're valued, and why they're special, and why they but God's word and His truth does that. Um, when people, when young students, old students, all people um, find their identity in the fact and their value in the fact that God Himself, you are His masterpiece, and He does not make junk, and He He uh, He values you uh, tremendously. Then that's a foundation. That's a basis in which people can have a healthy understanding of how, how amazing they are. Um, our gifts don't make us better than any, anyone else. They just, un, uh, they just make us uniquely different. And that's a beautiful thing as we look at the rest of God's creation. About two years ago, I started seeing uh, kids wearing vans, black and white checkered vans. Who's got them? Come on, admit Maddie, (laughs) How about just Vans? Who's wearing Vans? Yep, more hands, more hands. I was like, how cool! Like, they're bringing it back from the 80s when I was a skater punk. Whenever I can work that in, I try to work it in, I guess. Like, hey! Cool! How unique! They brought it back from... And then, like, every other kid, at Providence Hall anyways, has black and white checkered Vans. (laughs) And that's our tendency our tendency is to follow the ways of the world and there's nothing wrong with that rock out your vans but but just illustratively i'm trying to point out that our tendency is to copy what the rest of the world last week we talked about shiplap i know all of you have some shiplap in your house i never walk into someone's house and say hey look i like seashells here's my wall of seashells sally at the seashore i can't say that um you know, we we follow. We tend to copy and follow, and even then, uh, try to find our identity and our worth in being a carbon copy of everyone else. And and we see that pattern of the world. And 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 Paul's warning us in the especially in the previous few verses that that's not how God's people needs to. That's not how we find our value and our worth. Um, number two, our greatest gifts can also be our greatest weaknesses. And this is something we really need to. To, to notice. And it goes along with Paul warning us to be humble. Why do we need to be warned and, and be humble about this? Because we can take, like I mentioned before, our greatest gifts, and that can be a source of pride. And it can also be a source of, of something we depend on instead of God. Well, hey, I'm I'm so talented in this area, I, I I such have the ability to provide for myself, or or you know get the attention I crave, or gain this position because of my talents that we don't then depend on God and depend on His direction and His wisdom. Um, we see this in King David. You know, I love the Sunday school story that I heard so many times growing up in church of him killing the giant. Awesome story, right? And I think we miss we throw out a lot of details when we share it with kids. But um, David, he he was he, he was kind of going outside of the mold, right? He was doing it different than other people, so that was really cool. Um, who, Goliath was this crazy tall monster, right? And, and he went out and he said, "Here's how we're going to settle this war between the Philistines and and, and God's people. Um, you send out your biggest warrior." And, and fight our biggest warrior. Now, who's the biggest warrior on the Israelite side? Did you catch this? If you know the Sunday school story and Bible story, they're king. That's why earlier it says that's why they picked him. They picked him to be king because, I mean, not maybe the best reason to pick a king, because he was tall. <laughs> there was other things, but, but that was one of them. Like, he was a big guy. But he was back wetting his pants going, please somebody else take on this guy here's some and he's throwing out incentives of like here's all the things that you get if you can do that and and david comes along and um he he does unconventional things he comes in and he recognizes he takes hold of the situation he whips out his resume when they're like why are you this scrawny kid why would we send you against and he's like i killed a bear and i killed a lion and they're like oh, that's pretty awesome <laughs> dang, okay, this sounds more interesting. And, you know, Saul's still embarrassed because of his, you know, condition. And so, uh, you know, he's trying to throw his armor on David. And he's like, no, I do things unconventional. I do things my own way. He, he gets his slingshot. Now, I think this is, this is, when you look at this story, why does he have five stones? He doesn't have the kind of faith that I think we want to attribute to him. He has enough faith to, to follow what God's doing, uh, wants to do. And, and God takes over because it takes one stone, the first stone. But he's got five stones and he's throwing stones. How confident is he? He's like, you can get a ways back, right? And he's like, I got five. I got a full clip, right? That's what he's thinking. And I can swing these suckers at that big dude. And if I make contact, hey, I'm probably pretty good. If not, I'm far enough away, right? (laughs) Like I can get away. You guys are like, quit ruining David in this story for me. But God intervenes, and he does this incredible thing and and uses that just first shot to take him down. He goes, cuts his head off. Any young, when you were a young boy, if you grew up in church, you, like, love that story. yeah. You You could have, like, some, like, it's like you're experiencing pg uh, 13 in church for a minute and it's like anyways um uh, so 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 that's what happens and um, but then think of the the strengths that that god gave david his ability to stand up and to do something that he, he just, hey, I, I'm i going to do it my way. I don't need this armor. I'm going to fight him in this way. I'm going to stand up and, and do what I want to do. I want to be a part of this this defeating. And and then he is, I love his spiritual. He gets more spiritual when he faces him. Hey, you're not going to defy the one true God. I love that. Uh, but then he slips into the pridefulness of his own giftedness. And later on in his life, he's like, hey, I'll get my own way. I'll do things however I want to do, and he sees a woman who's not his wife, and he desires her, and he just goes out of his way and, and gets her, and it leads him to some, some incredible hardship and pain. And so that's what can happen to us if we take our giftedness that God gives us and, and, and not humbly submit it to God. Um, a few questions as we try to, try to make, make sure that we're humble in these areas. Re- show of hands, who chose where you were born? Anybody? No? Okay. First service, nobody. It's crazy. Uh, Who chose your personality? (laughs) I remember in junior high, you know, you had that time where you're like, I'm going to be more outgoing. I'm going to be funnier. I'm going to be. But, you know, ultimately, you kind of, the personality, however you want to define that, that God gives you, you know, if He's wired you in a certain way, relating to people, that's that's how you're wired. Um, Who chose your parents? Um, who who chose... This one's tough. Who chose your IQ? And sir, I think there's different areas of IQ, You know, different types of, of, of um, how people process things, and we kind of categorize it into one area. But just to remind ourselves all those things that are gifts and blessings of God who make us who we are, we can't stand up and be prideful and take credit for those. We did nothing for those areas. And really we should view all the things that, we ha- that, got- that are God's blessing in our life in that way, especially this area of giftedness. Um, he goes on in verse 4 to say, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability... To prophesy, speak out with as much faith uh, as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of uh, for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Um, number three, This is important as we look at these different spiritual gifts. What we can run into is wanting and desiring gifts of other people and somehow thinking certain gifts are better or, as we see, number three says, spiritual giftedness does not equal spiritual maturity. That somehow we say, well, these certain gifts equal someone who's more spiritual that is the world's way of thinking go back to romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 the world and when man makes religion what they do is say spiritual leaders within this religion they're more spiritual that's why they're leaders and you lowly clergy folk or people who aren't in leadership in in whatever religion you're not as spiritual and that's how a lot of people think even of Christianity, and that's just not the case. And, and I'm, I'm, I am not more spiritual than any believer in here. Why? Because I'm as spiritual as Jesus' righteousness accredited to my account. When I stand before God and God uh, evaluates my spirituality before him, uh, without Jesus, it's fail. And that's really just pass or fail, perfect or imperfect. And with Jesus, it's Jesus's perfection and His righteousness and worthiness that is credited to me as an absolute gift. You know, I, I talk about a lot of times. I've mentioned this before, and I try to come up with new illustrations. But uh, my IQ—I was born with it, so just leave me alone. Um, but the church in China—I love what God has done in China. Um. In in uh, twenty thirty years ago, when communist China really was was uh, suppressing or trying to suppress the Christian movement there, what did they naturally do? In the world's way of thinking, they took the pastors and the church leaders and threw them in jail. And then in the last twenty or thirty years, the church in China has exploded. And and I love that because in uh, First Second uh, or Second Corinthians, when it uh, talks about the gifts. That, that we, that are outward and, and easily seen, uh, really the gifts that aren't seen so much are really more critical and more important. And I think that's just how God works. And sometimes we think, well, the pastor or the person who, who feels called to be a missionary overseas or the, you know, whatever spiritual church type leader, they're more spiritual and they're more important and their role is more important. And Christian history shows that's not true. And theologically, understanding and renewing our mind and thinking like God should make us understand that that whatever giftedness you have is not uh, a determining factor of how spiritual you are. So don't do that with gifts. Because then you know what it leads to? People wanting gifts that they really don't have. And trying to operate in these gifts, I've run into a lot of... Uh, You know, pastors, church planners—they think, "Well, I love Jesus," and they do. And and if you love Jesus, if you're like on the super I love Jesus realm or category, you got to go be a pastor. You got to go be, you know, an overseas missionary or whatever they think. Maybe whatever whatever upbringing they had in church as, as they viewed this category of people as more spiritual, and then they try to force themselves into that calling or that way to serve God, and and then it doesn't work out. And then the follow-out of that is maybe I don't love God so much. Maybe you know, and, and sometimes I think it could be just thinking that different callings, and maybe the ones that are up front, people who teach and get in front of people and teach, or people who get in front of people and lead people in, in worship through music or something, we just want those because we've seen those, and we try to force those upon us, and maybe God... Hasn't called us that way, but don't think it's some indicator of where you are spiritually. Um, well, 1 Peter two nine speaks to this. And here's the thing. It's, it's directly to you. When it says you, if you have put your trust in Jesus, you're the you it's talking about. You are, royal, you are a royal priest. Now, I've told believers, like, hey, I would try this, okay, as a pastor. And I don't like some of these aspects, but I'll take advantage of it. I get to have, like, a discount on my housing, not taxed so much because I'm clergy, blah, 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 with the IRS. I kind of look at that and go, that's kind of dumb and outdated, but I'm still going to use it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I always, you know, I, always, I read this passage, and I'm like, you're a minister. If you're a believer, if you're a Christ follower, you are a minister. And so, I, you know, you may, don't try that with the IRS, so... Um, But you are a royal priesthood, is what you hold. You hold a priesthood that is different than any other priesthood we see in Scripture. It is this perfect royal priesthood that that's what, if you're a part of the body of Christ, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Um. So I love how he walks through this and says, look, if you have this gift that God's given you to serve, don't want to um, manage and, and, and be so sad that you haven't been given the gift of managing when you've been given this awesome gift of serving. And, and so if you have been given that gift of serving, serve with your whole heart and do it gladly. And I think that gladly that he ends it with like, that's not something you can force or fake. I think when you discover how God has wired you and, and the gifting he's given you, and you can settle into that, and you reject any kind of like man-made religious ideas of someone being more spiritual because they have a different gift or something, then you can embrace it and just go all out with it. Man, God's given me the gift of generosity. Man, I'm going to be so crazy generous, and, and you will love being generous. You'll love that God's given you that gift and that opportunity. Because I'm guessing if he gives you the gift of generosity, he'll give you something to be generous with. And and, and just take whatever that is and just serve God in that capacity and you will find a gladness. Kind of like in last week we talked about when you discover God's will for your life, you will not be disappointed. And when you you discover and walk in the giftedness God's given you, there's not going to be a disappointment that you find. Um, And if you have that gift of generosity, come see me, and I want to talk to you. Um, Number four, our gifts are to be used for the kingdom, not just for ourselves. Um, What do you own? As we're, you know, uh, we feel so blessed to to buy some land in Harriman, and we're praying and trying to see how God would have us, you know, expand and, uh, those kind of things. We have, to, we have to give people who are helping us with all this a balance sheet for our church. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> so I have to get other people who are gifted in that area to help me. Um, but uh, a balance sheet basically, you know, says, hey, here's your liabilities and here's your assets. And then what's the balance of that? Um, and, and I just think of that uh, when I think... Um, how we view our stuff. Here's a beautiful, if you get nothing else out of this message, grab this. Um, understand that everything you have, if you're a believer, understand that that's all God's. And, 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 and if you could let go of that, um, man, that is so freeing and, and it'll draw you closer to God. It'll let you use, you know, instead of going, well, I worked really hard to get those many zeros in my account. Uh, No, God gave me the ability, the breath in my lungs, the world around me, the job I have, the the educate, whatever it is that you you have is given to you ultimately as a gift from God. And he gave you the ability to work, to earn it or whatever, not to take away from your hard work or anything, but if you could ultimately realize that everything that you have... Every possession you have, every relationship you have, every uh, number in your account you have, um, that's just all God's. And here's what God's asked you to do. Manage it. To do two things. Serve other people and advance his kingdom. What does that mean to advance his kingdom? Uh, That sounds kind of churchy. It just means where the kingdom of God is increased. And, and, and Jesus preached about how that can happen here in this world. What does that look like? When someone gives their heart to Jesus, they're saying, Jesus, you're king. You're king of my life now. Well, the kingdom of God, in a sense, God is king of everything, of course. But the kingdom of God in that sense has expanded because now Jesus is king in that person's life. And that's part of what we're called to do, help other people make Jesus king of their lives, expanding the kingdom and serving other people. So, getting back to gifts, I mean, everything that you have, including the gifts and the talents God's given you, if you say, man, these are for you, God. You gave me these, not to hoard for myself, but, but to advance your kingdom and serve other people, you will find a part of this incredible purpose and meaning in life that so many people search after. Um. How are you managing your gifts and everything God's given you? And what role do you play in the kingdom? You know, some of you may have already discovered that, and that has to do with your your giftedness. What role does God want me to play? And and some of you might just say, well, I don't know. And here's what, just some practical things as we end. Um, I would encourage you to uh, have people in your life that love you enough to do what Jesus did. Be full of grace and, and be loving and kind, but also be full of truth. Have people in your life who are willing to tell you things that you may not want to hear, but they'll do it lovingly, um, and, and be able to recognize. Because as, as every time they say, well, I don't think you're gifted in this area, they should also be able to say, but man, you're so gifted in this area. Like, why are you putting your effort and energy here when you're so gifted in this area? And it goes back to our misunderstanding of, oh, wait, that's more important. That's more spiritual. Um, and try different things. Here at Lifestone Church, uh, we, this is not the exhaustive list of how you can serve, the different ways you can volunteer in Lifestone Church. There's so many things that, that you can promote God's kingdom and serve people in other areas. But, but trying to promote in Lifestone Church uh, how to discover your gifts you can try out different areas of serving, and you're never locked into anything. You can always say, "Hey, I don't feel like this is for me. Can I try something else?" But here's what I don't want you to do. If you like, hear all these, you know, time after time, you're looking at the program or getting an email from us and saying, "Man, they, 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 have a lot of opportunities for people to serve in the kids area. Man, there's there's more kids coming, and I guess that's an area. But you know what? I don't like kids." I don't like working with kids, but, man, they make that announcement a lot. And I've had people come up to Pastor Ben, all right, and they're, you know, I'm going to work with kids. I don't really like them, but I'll work with them. I guess you guys really need it. No, we don't. We don't need you working with kids. None of you parents with kids want that person working with them. Not that they're a bad person or anything, but when they're saying that, of course, we all love kids, but they're probably saying, I'm not gifted in that area. You know, I guess, you know, you need someone to come up here and play the piano. You know, I took three months when I was 10 of lessons. So I guess, no, we don't want you playing the piano. No, no, no. But there is an area, there is a way that God's gifted you. And don't discount. There's a lot of other lists, but this is a beautiful list that Paul gives us. Man, I love the description of God's people coming together in the Bible. I'm going to ask the band to come up. I'm adding stuff to the sermon, and we've got, we got to finish up here. Um, they're going to come up and share a last song with us. But I love so often when you hear descriptions of God's people gathering together, one of the most common themes you hear is they came together and they encouraged one another. And and they came together, and and you know what they did? They encouraged one another. And they came together, and and, man, I know so many people who have this incredible gift of encouraging other people, and they completely discount it. They're like, well, you know, I wish I could, you know, do something else, but all I can do is, you know, make people feel great about themselves. That has more impact of people being drawn to to God's people and his gathering here, what we call church, worshiping him, than a lot of other things that people desire and want to do. I mean, I'm telling you, the preacher can be really bad and stumble on his words and go on and on and preach too long of sermons, but there's some people who love you, and so many of you guys are like, I don't care, because I'm encouraged when I come there. What's more important? (laughs) Ah, Okay, so as we wrap up, this is a a, a weird closing. I want to just uh, tell you and encourage you to take to heart this beautiful truth that, that we see in this passage.